Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you're eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. We're continuing our study on appealing to unbelievers, and we have two more episodes, and we'll finish up this study, and we'll move into something totally different in a completely new direction. But thus far, we've tried to help ourselves as we think about the unbelievers we will encounter in our workplace, in the community, uh, as unbelief continues to increase uh, tremendously within um, our local communities, within our country, within the world as a whole. Um, more and more, I keep seeing stuff on news and social media, just where there is just that influence and that power um, that the secular world, the humanist agenda, the atheist mind frame is just permeating uh, our younger generation, but just our culture as a whole. So regardless of where we're located, uh, what we're doing, we're going to encounter people that are unbelievers. And I think this is maybe wise advice. I heard this uh, just uh, not too long ago. As we go through life, especially if you live in a Bible Belt region, maybe a southern region, Many times the default can be, well, they're saved. Everybody's saved. Everybody around me has probably grown up in church. They've they've heard the message. Well, one, I can say this. I grew up in North Carolina in the Bible Belt, uh, but I had not grown up knowing the message, knowing the truth, did not grow up going to church. So there are people just like me who are out there who are interested in the truth if someone is willing to engage them in the truth and ask them honest questions. Um, the other default, uh, or I guess that is the default of it, but what I think the advice was, assume everyone is an unbeliever. Start from there. Even if you think this person just started work and I hear them mentioning church, I hear them mentioning this, don't assume that they are a believer. Don't assume just because they have the, the lingo, because they do certain things, that they have made a decision for Christ. Uh, I think uh, we need to assume everyone is an unbeliever until we can verify that they have made a decision for Jesus Christ. It's not that we're going to insult someone uh, if they have made a decision for Jesus Christ, if they've believed on Him by us asking them questions. No, they should be happy. They should be uh, glad to share their testimony. But we can determine uh, where they're at. We've talked about that in our previous episodes, making sure we identify our audience so we know where to start. Paul started with creation, then he went to their conscience. And you and I may not need to start with creation. We may need to start with a place of helping someone to see it's not by works. It's, it's solely by faith. We need to help them to really get them lost. Many times people in the southern regions and other regions, maybe they've grown up and it's just a cultural Christianity. It's not Christ. It's not faith alone in Him. And so that brings us to today's episode. So he appealed to creation. He appealed to their conscience. He used their critics or those that uh, they would be familiar with to as a springboard into the gospel. And that brings us to the, the meat of it. He appeals to Jesus Christ, and we see that in our passage in Acts chapter 17. That's where we've been basing uh, our study from, just to glean some information about how Paul uh, spoke to these people and how he responded. Our verse says here, For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device. And he says this, In the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now... 
He says, look, there's, there's something different. Now he commands all men everywhere to repent. Why? Because he hath appointed a day in the which he would judge the world. He says, look, everyone's going to stand before God on judgment day. He's going to judge the world in righteousness by that man. Who is that man? It's Jesus Christ, whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men. And watch this, in that he raised him from the dead. So what we want to take away from this is, as we work our way in our conversation, in our dialogue, whether it's the one and only or whether it's many small conversations. Remember, we're always watering. We're always planting seed. Uh, there comes a time to harvest, but there's so much more work put into gardening, tilling the soil, preparing the soil, putting fertilizer down, pruning, and all these different things to your plants in order to receive the harvest. But what we want to take home as we navigate that way is to make much of Jesus Christ. Make much of him. He is the direction we're going towards. That's where we're trying to aim. What do we mean by the uh, make much of Jesus Christ? Well, make much of his death, his burial, but don't leave it there. What is the, the power is in the resurrection. So we talk about, yeah, Jesus died for you. Not only did he die for you, but he rose from the dead. That's where the power is at. It's not just his death, his burial, but it's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the amazing thing about the resurrection is it's a historically proven fact. You can completely shut your Bible. And if you've got someone who says, oh, well, that's just you believe it by faith. That's what your Bible says. Well, I follow science. I follow this. And we don't have time to go into it, but I want you to understand that the resurrection can be verified by outside secular sources outside of the Bible. And so there's power in the resurrection. And obviously what Paul is saying here is it's not in these gold and silver and stone figurines. No, that's not it. It's only through the person of Jesus Christ. So there's no other way. Jesus said it himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And he says here, he told him, he said, look, God commands all men to repent. God is calling them to make a change of mind from their sin to Jesus Christ. And so it is Jesus who saves. He's the one that has the power to save. He said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. That was the purpose of Jesus Christ coming. He has all power, and he's the one that draws all men to himself. And so as we're trying to talk to people, as we're trying to witness to them, we want to make much of Jesus. Uh, when you think about other religions, I, I noticed this as I began to, to grow and I began to uh, just learn, trying to talk and navigate with different people. Uh, sometimes I would share, try to engage in conversation, and it would be, okay, well, I'm Muslim, you're Christian, and there, there's no more conversation. There's no common ground. Or it would be, I'm this and you're that. I'm Buddhist and you're Christian. Or I'm atheist, you're Christian. Well, what's the common ground? Well, when it comes to Islam, the common ground is Jesus Christ. It's not Christianity versus Islam. It's Jesus Christ because they believe Jesus was a prophet. They believe Jesus really lived. And so now we have common ground. Remember we talked about Paul used their critics. He take them, took them from the known to the unknown. He took them from something they already believed in. So there's not walls going up that tears walls down. He took them from something they already believed in over into something that was unknown or they did not believe in. So that's always a great place to start. And I notice as I began, some people would say, well, hey, I'm this and you're that. No, 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 no. Let's, what about the person of Jesus Christ? Let's talk about him, not Christianity versus this religion, not Christianity versus this. Let's talk about Jesus Christ and who he is and what he did and what you think of him. Because that opens up the conversation tremendously. 
Paul would go on to write this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. As you think about, this helps me as I think about my ability, you know, okay, I'm not versed, I'm not well-educated, and, you know, being a, a conversationalist or witnessing, um, do I have the ability to do so? And I think we've talked about fear being one of the greatest hindrances of you and I from uh, witnessing and talking and engaging people, uh, we're not responsible for their uh, response. We're responsible for our obedience to Jesus Christ's last command, and that is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. But Paul, the great evangelist, the great missionary, said this. He said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with, watch, excellency of speech or of wisdom, he said, look, I didn't have this, I wasn't some eloquent speaker, I wasn't trained uh, to be a public speaker. He said, look, I didn't come to you in excellency of speech or of you know, having a PhD, though there's nothing wrong with that, but I, I didn't come to you with verification of my academic credentials. He says this, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you, watch, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He said, that's where my thrust of my conversation went. Wherever I started, that's where I was going. So as you are engaging people, as you are trying to talk to people, remember where your goal is. You're always aiming towards Jesus Christ because that's where the power is. That's where the salvation comes from. And we have to be very careful not to get sidetracked, not to get in arguments about this and that. Um, he goes on to say this, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. What is Paul saying? Look, I didn't come to you and speak eloquently like other people could. I didn't have all these cute phrases and so forth. I just came to you and told you about Jesus Christ. And I allowed God, through prayer, to place His Spirit on those words, and those words became the power of God. Um, so as you think about your ability, as you think about the wisdom, your, your words, uh, what you have memorized, don't let that be a hindrance to you being obedient. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then you already know all that you need to know to tell someone else what they need to do, who they need to follow, where the invitation is, where eternal life is found, and all of that. Um, we have that in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, as we look to our episode on Tuesday. We're going to finish up this study. I hope it's been a help to you. It's been a great help to me as I try to think about dialoguing with people and really just uh, being encouraged to do so. Reminding ourselves that, hey, you know, if we're going to take our next step and be obedient to Jesus Christ, taking our next step is, is following Him and witnessing, is talking to people, is being willing to engage people in conversation. I've said it, uh, and I'll say it one more time. If it was not for that couple that knocked on my apartment door and was willing to just ask the question, if you died today, where would you go? I don't know where I would be. I don't know if I'd be alive just with the lifestyle I was living, where I would be. I have no idea because I was not looking for it. I was looking for hope and purpose, but I had no idea how to find it. But them being willing to engage me and ask that question and then take it from there because I said, I have no idea if I, if I die today where I would go. Do you mind if I share with you how you could know? And they just share with me as best I can remember a very clear and simple plan of salvation. Some people refer to it or just who Jesus Christ was. And we're going to talk on Tuesday about how, lastly, Paul appealed for a decision. 
how important you and I it is for you and I to not only share the message, but to help people know they need to do something with the message. Not everybody will know that. So join with us on Tuesday, and we'll talk about that. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, we would love for you to share it with a friend or subscribe so that you can stay up to date on the latest studies. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.